Right on radio. Right on radio. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I wasn't going to miss any more of these outtakes. Welcome to Revelation Sunday, everyone. Yes, we are going to go through the book and uh, listen in full candor. This is a pre-recorded show um, just because of some scheduling uh, issues and some travel. So we're doing this ahead of time. And Jesse and I just finished recording the episode with Madison and Claire. And we're literally still laughing. Um, after the show ended, it got even more zany. <laughs> And uh, anyways, I think we have friends for life. And, uh, and, and yes, Claire, I'm really sorry. I just couldn't go past that picture. <laughs> I'm just scrolling, taking screenshots, and I stopped and I had to do it. <laughs> I don't think that counts as an apology. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, I guess not. That's funny. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> When we meet, she can give me a good slap, and I'll deserve it. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, Jody, could you pray for us? <laughs> yeah, you guys need it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, okay, Father, we first and foremost give you glory. We thank you, Lord, for holy laughter, because a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. But this time we come before you, we, we're going to bring your word, Lord. We ask you to cultivate the hearts of those listening. We ask you to bless and prepare them for the, the word, God, that it would just plant the seed in their heart and grow them into warriors. I thank you for Jesse and Jeff. I thank you that you will be with us this time. Anoint our minds that we hear only your voice, our mouth that we speak only your word, and our hearts that our intent is correct. We praise you and we give you all honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So, listen, uh, uh, I want to read the last verse of Revelation 8 where we left off and then perhaps. Uh, I would like to interject on it, Revelation 8 since I missed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, you, I checked the comments for the video. Jody, you have such a loyal following. People were missing you like. Well, as much oh. as Jesse and I missed you. Yeah, oh, I love all of you guys. And I everybody's so amazing. And it, it really touches my heart because there's, you know, you, you just want to do the work of the Lord. And, you know, we're all just human. So you just see yourself as that, you know. And when people say the things they say actually gives me goosebumps and brings tears to my eyes. So I love all of you guys so much. You know, we are family. We're going to spend eternity forever. So we need to get used to each other. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Right. <laughs> so that's a really God. good point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and since we know each other here, we'll know each other there. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> oh no, Claire can torment me forever. Oh yeah, you better be nice to her. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to get the shoddy side of that deal, Jeff. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think there's no vengeance in heaven, or anything. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's but funny. Claire is going to be my new co-host with the new show, so that's exciting. Very cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, All right, yeah. you had some comments. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about the wormwood and stuff like that, Joe. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. From um, Revelation eight. 
Right. Did you want to read what you were going to read and then I shall interject or did you want me just no, to? No, no, no. What, what you, because we didn't get your input on Revelation 8. Let's start off with that and then okay. I'll, I'll just basically read verse 13 and carry on. Okay. Yeah. So for me, I just, had I been on the show at the time, verse 10 really touches me because it says the third angel sounded and there fell a great star in heaven. Uh, burning as if it were a lamp, and it fell upon a third of the earth of the rivers and, and the fountain of waters. And the name of the star was called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died um, of the waters because it had made them bitter. And then there's more and more and more. So there is, um, there's a gentleman named Tom Horn who does really good teaching on this, and I wanted to bring it out. We had two things called Wormwood. We had Chernobyl many years ago. I think I was like 15 or young I was young and Chernobyl the name for that is Wormwood and that was a uh, um, one of radiation that canister that busted in Russia or something and yeah, so everybody so it actually thought, translates to Wormwood Chernobyl. yes exactly. yeah, that's right so everybody when I was young thought that that meant Jesus was coming and I remember on my birthday June 28th uh, sitting I was 15 going to on 16 and I was sitting in my room waiting for the rapture because they all were convinced that that was it you know mm. but here we have something that's even more convincing because there is what they call an NEO a near earth uh, object that is an asteroid that NASA has on their list of near earth objects and its name is um, Apophis and that translates into wormwood and apophis is so large they're expecting it to hit around 2029 and they're saying it'll hit somewhere near um california and the fallout from that could do exactly what the word says here take out a third of the waters take out a third of so could this star not be an angel here that it's talking about i saw a great star could it be an asteroid and so i wanted to mention that because you know, as we get into chapter nine, people are saying, you know, well, it could be this or it could be that. <clears throat> I think that we have to understand that God's ways are so far above us. And, you know, it, and people are expecting some, you know, horrific things. For me, the good news here is I believe we'll be gone. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. So, so we don't have to fear any of the things now that we're walking into in chapter nine. This is, this should just put a fire under, under us to start preaching the gospel as much as we can you know but anyway so um so those first three chapters if you take 2009 and you minus three and a half years which is the first part of the great tribulation when when we're being lied to by a, an antichrist who thinks he's a nice guy um that minus three years falls smack in the middle of the feast of tabernacles which is a marriage supper which indicates to me that we'll be gone already so and then if you keep going 10 days before that that's the feast of trumpets so that in my brain where we talk about i think the rapture is going to happen at a certain time i think it's going to happen here you know um within the feast of trumpets and and then as you move forward 10 days you're into the feast of the marriage or the feast of tabernacles and then you go up to three and a half years and then this asteroid is is destined to hit so um I hope that makes sense. So the trumpets also, yeah. if we look at it that way, all happen in one, like you say, Jeff, you know, I see this all happening at once. Mm -hmm. I think you're right there. I think if this is an asteroid, 
then trumpet one, trumpet two, three, and four all would be happening kind of at the same time, just like you had said. So I, I, you know, when I was studying that before I needed a little bit of a rest, you know, I kind of got um, excited about that. I was like, oh my gosh, we are so close. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like by, by that measure, and when you look at Wormwood, if, if that is indeed what it is, and, and we don't know for sure, <laughs> right? but right. you know, um, that kind of fits in with the timelines that I see. And, you know, people have been saying this since, uh, you know, uh, 34 AD, right? Uh, it's the end days. And, you know, people have been saying that. So, you know, uh, we have to put it into context, but that would put us into, you know, the beginning of the tribulation somewhere around 2025, 2026. Yeah. Yeah. And if this uh, um, asteroid hits into, like they're nice, I was expecting 2029, that would be right smack in the middle of that great tribulation and um and we'll already be gone so yeah. um so i just it got me excited like you know we don't have to fear unless we don't know god you know so and, and by the way with the, there's some terminology and i saw that there with some comments and i've got some emails and people are a bit confused look we're, we use a little bit of different terminology between the three of us so my opinion is the tribulation is literally just the you know the first three and a half years now we go into the wrath of god which some people call the great tribulation right um so you know look it's a seven-year period as stated uh but we you know we check out halfway through it essentially or a little bit past halfway through it according if if you, if my interpretation is correct and everyone's a little bit different so i would technically be you know someone would say it's a mid-trib sort of uh state uh i just have different terminologies right right and and listen we all see it a little bit different we'll see what happens yeah. it's gonna happen all i know is we don't have anything to fear the children of god are not created or made for the wrath i think it's in uh, thessalonians so we don't have to worry about going through a wrath tribulation has been since the beginning of lucifer being a jerk and uh which was you know, from the beginning of us. And then, you know, the great tribulation is not for us, the great or this time of wrath that you're talking about. It's not for us. No. So, but we want to pray for those we love and those we know and for society, because when we start listening to this stuff, this, no, we don't want anybody to go through this. No. And yet they're hard necked and they like Pharaoh and there, there's many who are still gonna, you know, we'll talk about that when we get there, but. Well, and yeah, th this is horrible. So, um, I'm going to read just the verse 13 from chapter eight to set up chapter nine. Uh, once again, then uh, why don't, uh, what, it, it's like 21. So why don't I'll, I'll do the first seven and uh, Jesse pick up the next seven and okay. perhaps Jody, the last seven. Um, so revelation eight, then I looked and heard an eagle flying in mid heaven saying with a loud voice, woe, woe, woe to those who live on the earth because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet and the three angels about to sound. Jesse, I almost said it. <laughs> I almost said it. I didn't. Okay. We had a little joke before the, the show started. Sorry. Um, I digress. Uh, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. So now we're going to hear uh, in this chapter, the first two woes. And again, between the sixth and the seventh, there's like a bit of a gap. So, uh, and, and boy, these this gets terrible. So mm -hmm. the fifth trumpet, shaft of the abyss. 
Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star from heaven, which had fallen to the earth. And the key to the shaft of the abyss was given to him. He opened up the shaft of the abyss, and smoke ascended out of the shaft like smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened from the smoke of the shaft. Then out of the smoke came locusts upon the earth, and power was given them as scorpions of the earth have power. They were told not to hurt the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, nor any tree, but only people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not permitted to kill anyone, but to torment for five months. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings a person. And in those days, people will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die and death will flee them. The appearance of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle. And on their heads appeared to be crowns like gold and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like the hair of women and their teeth were like the teeth of lions. They had breastplates like the breastplates of iron and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots of many horses rushing to battle. They have tails like scorpions and stings and in their tails is their power to hurt men for five months. They have as their king over them, the angel of the abyss and his name in Hebrew is Avedon and in the Greek, his name is Apollon. The first woe is past, behold, two woes are still coming after these things. Then the sixth angel sounded and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. Saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 and thousand. I'm sorry, 200,000 thousand. And I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and brimstone. And the heads of the horses were the heads of lions, and out of the mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. And these three was the third part of men killed by fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents and their heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands and they uh, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of the wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Wow. <clears throat> this is this is not a good time to be alive. Right. 
And, you know, when, when we really take a close look at it, Jody, uh, these are just like, just first of all, the, you know, well, let's start the fifth angel sounded. I saw a star from heaven, which had fallen. So that's an angel mm -hmm. uh, to earth with the key to the shaft of the abyss was given him. So mm -hmm. remember when Jesus uh, went from the cross, he went down to hell. And he stole the keys of hell. Right. <clears throat> so he has the keys of hell. But here, Jesus is handing off the keys of hell. Mm. Uh, which is interesting. So, you know, Jesus is directing it. And Jesus mm -hmm. is saying, go and open up the gates of hell. Right. And these, this particular army of locusts have been prepared for this time. Right. Yeah, and the key would represent the authority. So he's giving, basically, the way I saw this was, now you're getting what you paid for. So the ones that are left on the earth, the ones who have rejected Christ, and, you know, these are the ones now, this is what you wanted, here you go, I'm opening the door. You know, and to me, that that's a scary thing. We know that who the bottomless pit was created for. We know that that wasn't intended for man. But when men align themselves with that, this is what they can expect. Right. Terrible thing. Yeah, it just, just think, like, so he opened that shaft of the abyss and the smoke ascended out of the shaft like the smoke of a great furnace. So, like, you know, and the sun and the air were darkened from the smoke of the shaft. So it's dark out. There's so much smoke you can't see right mm -hmm. and then came out these locusts and these locusts are only their only purpose is to attack people mm -hmm. and to torment people for five months and and you can't like it's dark you can't see you can't defend yourself of them and then it goes into the armor on these things these aren't little bugs that you're gonna squish no you know well, and, they're made with iron you know, right iron breastplates on them mm -hmm. so for me like uh as we get into that part i believe that it would be a, a satanic demonic satan filled group of uh, army people humans uh, maybe nephilim who knows but they're not you know i would i saw it in my military marine brain i saw it as an army of this of maybe these ai or transhuman creatures you know this this is their creation that they're trying to do now they've got situations then jesse probably knows about this working with veterans because we work together with veterans they have superhuman veterans uh veterans uh military personnel that they hype up with drugs and different things so when i was reading that that's what i thought of some people say oh no it's not really an army it's not really this I think it is. I think it's yeah. this hybrid of this satanic creations of humanity mixed in with AI mixed in with, you know, so that's how I see it. And, um, you know, the fact that it's, uh, you know, it, the stinging, this, this locust, there's helicopters. Now you've got John, he's trying to describe something, mm -hmm. you know, that, and, and he's talking about uh, the teeth. And I know in the military, when I was in, we had like, 
where I worked, we had tons of tanks in a row and tons of helicopters and airplanes. And a lot of the guys, they paint these teeth in the front grill of, of the yeah. jets or the helicopters. So that was the other thing that I thought I was like, I didn't think locusts or, you know, with teeth, I thought, Oh, that's, that's a helicopter. That's yeah, or, yeah. helicopter. Ex yeah, exactly. You can look that up and find it. You know, um, I forget what they called them. There was a name there that they the called Apache helicopters. My, uh, my old pastor mm -hmm. had the same theory actually as that. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I, I actually think, you know, I think they're actual locusts. I think it's just going to be, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands or millions of them. And, yeah. you know, they, come flying out but listen we don't know because again john is you know this is what 92 ad <laughs> yeah. you know, and he's seeing this stuff that you know no one has ever seen before right right yeah. that's what i think because of the things though like the hair it's this hair like a woman and you know so i think that too that they will be actual creatures um you know but i'm not willing to rule out you know, them being a type of military or a hybrid military vehicle of some sort or. Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think it, I think when it talks about the army, it's talking about these hybrid creatures. And then when it talks about the things that look like, you know, like certain descriptions of other things, I think he's talking about the equipment that comes with an army, you know, mm -hmm. so I think you're right. I think you're right, because I think it's both of those things, you know. But uh, it's something we haven't seen before. And uh, listen, I've never been stung by a scorpion, but if you can imagine, you know, thousands and thousands of these things, there's no escape from them. Right. And they're just going to be stinging you and stinging you and stinging you. And you're in the dark and, and it's smoke probably burning your eyes, you know, and so you can't see them to bat them away. And, it, you know, you hit them, you probably hurt your hand. They're made of iron. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, in the way, I, again, my military brain is you're in the dark, there's nothing but smoke, and then you have this uh, fire coming from the sky and coming from the ground of these, you know, transhuman, whatever. I mean, chasing you down faster than you, bigger than you. I it, I think it's going to be horrific. I, I'm glad I'm not going to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think the words can describe how bad it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Well, listen, it says right then, right there in uh, verse six, and in those days, people will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die right. and death will flee from them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's funny because even in the beginning, we read about that when they first see the face of God and the wrath of the Lord, you know, of Jesus, mm -hmm. when we first see that they want to die there too. You yeah. know, and you think at some point they'd wake up, you know, and say, oh, my God, I better get this right. I need the Lord, <laughs> you know, but I mean, at this point, they were wanting death there. This is beyond that. This is like, you know, mm -hmm. there. Could you imagine? And I wonder, I wonder if there's. You know, the death shall flee them. So I'm wondering if they even try to kill themselves, if this is a time and a season where it's like, nope you're going to walk through this because this is what you wanted. You know, you're giving you what you wanted. So you can't even kill yourself. You can't even die. Well, you almost wonder what their view of death is that they, you know, they're preferring death over 
repenting and turning towards God, you know? And so it's like, do they just think it's going to be a mindless sleep that everything, all the torture, everything will be done the moment they die. You, you know, they, that's probably what they think and stuff, but then, you know, everything that's happening, it's just the beginning of what forever is going to be like for those who refuse God, you know, that it's going to be a gnashing of teeth and weeping and, um, you know, so this is just the beginning of God and his grace is allowing them to have a taste of what eternity is going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, but the, the thing is, and so, you know, I, I, I just really look at this so literally. And so a couple things come to mind. So first of all, God has left the 144,000 here. They've been dispatched to earth to, to preach to those that are left behind. But even if they repent, they're, they have to continue going through this. Right. You can, you, if you repent, it doesn't stop. You're, you're still, you're being, God's pissed. Yeah. There, are, there are sections though. You got to remember there are places where a certain number in the earth do die. So, you know, there are not everybody from the beginning will go through the entire thing. Only no. those who through each, like there's portions, each portion gets worse and worse and builds on itself. And if they don't repent by the end of that portion, they continue on in the suffering. But if they do repent, I believe those are the ones that the Lord will take, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that's a really good point because like just in the next part, another third is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But so the, the other thing is when, when it says death will flee from them. Uh, so I get this picture. Let's, let's say, you know, if you wanted to kill yourself, you'd want to go to the kitchen to get a knife or, or go into your gun cabinet or like these, these locusts, these beasts, you know, they might, you know, all of a sudden they cloud of them stands before that thing and they won't let you get near it or something. You know what I mean? Like they won't let you take it. And, you know, maybe they're that smart or, well, they're certainly directed by, you know, uh, Apollon is, is the king of these things, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I had a thought and it, and it's just a thought and you guys can, but when, you know, we have a coming deception. Um, we know that there are terrestrials out there but we have a coming deception where they're going to push aliens and now we got to we've got to do politically correct and accept all of that i've been under the thought it's my thought that these creatures that will be do, coming after these humans and doing all this stuff that they could possibly be a new a new form of nephilim and we know what the nephilim were like in the days in the bible they were huge they were big they were different you know, so part of me started started thinking, and, and you guys can weigh in on it. You know, could it be that after this coming deception, that people, humanity, will begin to mate with these aliens, uh, which would create nephilim, and that th- this could be part of, you know, what is attacking humanity in this end time? Uh, but that's just a thought. I mean, it, it's fun well, to share. Lord, yeah, the Lord said He took that ability. To, for them to produce offspring away. Okay. You know, yeah, after the flood there. So. After the flood. But but yeah. that's why I think they make these little gray bodies and stuff that's, like that. Yeah. 
There's yeah. something. Yes, yeah, because I'm thinking if we're made to believe that these aliens that are coming are our friends and now we've got, then yeah. you're going to have people like you see on Star Wars and Star Trek and all that. And they're all mating and they're making new little creatures. You know, I wonder, I wonder if it's, uh, you know, it could be a, a good theory, Jody. Yeah, yeah. Something, something I thought about, but doesn't mean I'm I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not listen, like Jeff. I'm not always right. <laughs> we listen. John never saw, you know, had never seen any of this before, and we haven't either, right? So, yeah, right? you know, we're trying to describe things that we don't know. Um, so let, I'll just continue with the with the appearance of the locusts were like horses prepared for battle, and on their heads appeared to be crowns like gold. That that strikes me as odd. And their faces were like human faces. They had hair like the hair of women, which means long hair. And right. their teeth were like the teeth of lions. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron. The sound of their wings was like a sound of chariots of many horses rushing to battle. That kind of gives me that picture of that Apache chopper again. Mm -hmm. um, they have yeah. tails like scorpions. Again, the Apache chopper and stings. Well, Apache can packed quite a sting and mm -hmm. in their tails was the power that hurt the people for five months um mm -hmm. so it's the hair and stuff that that's why I, I i side with jesse that i think it is that but it's easily you can just detract and and maybe they are mechanical yeah. we don't know it's mixed yeah i think it's a mix <clears throat> a hybrid so, of humanity <laughs> yeah but five months of this like that's a long time of torment and i wonder if it's our our five months or god's five months remember a day in heaven it says a thousand years <laughs> so it could be five thousand you know so. yeah we'll hope it's our days not god's <laughs> yeah, yeah right and um yeah. uh, the, the crown thing jeff um i feel like there i forget the word now there's the crown that jesus wears which is the diadem which is the royalty and then there's the crown of the victor so when they say they're crowned i think it just means that they're crowned with you know, with um, victory over the human race, so to speak, or, you know. Yeah, and I, I'm picturing kind of an exoskeleton type of uh, armor on them, you know, so yeah. it's like, it's got, it's got a helmet, essentially, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, it's very, uh, if you think of the military is always just being a, a Marine veteran, you know, we're, we're always ahead. The military's always ahead of what people think we have and know. And I mean, some of the stuff, and I'm hearing stuff now, even through some of my pilot buddies that space we needed space force let's just put it there because we've been there we've been doing stuff but anyway um according to what i'm being told so it's some of these uh, equipment that they have like if you ever watch them go into night when they're out at night and you're talking yeah. about smoke filled and all this kind of stuff i can imagine they have on special equipment so they're able to see through the smoke through the night you know so i thought that what you just said is like perfect for that kind of equipment you you, you nailed that thing you know yeah. so and then well, jesse we'll... i wanted okay. to save the next part for you they have yeah. as king over them the angel of the abyss his name in hebrew is abaddon and in the greek he has a name apalion now that i find first of all that's really interesting the Bible gives us both translations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I thought that was too. 
Um, but yeah, this is one of the main head top. I call him one of God's general, you know, a general angel that uh, there's arguments from what my experience of him is. He is very evil. Um, I have some Jewish friends who would argue that he's, you know, is one of the arch angels and that he's an angel. Um, but, you know, there's other survivors who have named this person like Fiona Barnett. And she talked about, you know, some of the government programs that we were in like uh, looking glass. And then I've brought out Stargate and the voice of God projects. And um, that is the, you know, entity that oversees those programs with CERN, uh, DARPA, HARP, um, and currently does have a human, uh, we'll just say a human host. Um, but yeah, he's the one, uh, I would say he had the keys, but <laughs> Jody said the keys aren't given till the end. <laughs> that's, that's so. I, I, and I argued that one, didn't I? <laughs> we did. So. <laughs> and, and by the way, Jesse, just speaking of celebrity uh, <laughs> survivor dating, you went to church with <laughs> no yes i did go to church with... yes i did um it wasn't a date though right no oh no no <laughs> so um yeah no i tell in my book the story about how um how i met this individual and um you know went through a year period of time where i had to be in constant contact with this individual and it it was really scary, um, but you know, even the system had me meet this person beforehand when I was a child um, at age five. So, yeah, but he's still around, still has this spirit. So there's there's actually a lot of Old Testament references to to this uh, angel. Um, yeah. <laughs> so his. His name actually means destruction. Right. So, you know, listen, he's obeying God here. Um, there's no doubt. God is giving him the command. God's giving him the keys. Um, you know, probably if, you know, if of all the angelic duties, um, being the gatekeeper of hell is probably not the preferred assignment. <laughs> you know? Probably not. Um, but... You know, uh, and, and, you know, we'll find out in Revelation 20 that he's actually the one who chains up Satan yeah. and binds him in. So this is a powerful, powerful uh, angel. Like, you know, he's going he's gonna to manhandle Satan. Mm -hmm. I meant to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first woe. Um we could go on and on and on how horrible it is, but uh, but that's not all. There's more. <laughs> the sixth trumpet army from the east. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. 
I let's think just stop cool. there because mm -hmm. there's so much to unpack there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I believe one of those angels is Azazel, one of the top demonic generals. Yeah. Now, that would be a gate, Euphrates, correct, Jess? I know that yeah. the demons are territorial, so would they lock them up in their territory, or, or is it just that, you know, because I, I was thinking they're, about They're it. bound wherever the Lord has them, and then those that are bound, um, it doesn't mean that they just can rule that area. They they rule legions of demons, you know, and they're the, they're the generals over those demons, so they're ruling from that area wherever they're bound. And you know what? It's uh, there's there's a couple different theories here, and I'm tending to side with what you're saying here, Jesse, in particular. But um, if you go back to Genesis, what is it? Genesis three. Um, there's the four chair. There's the cherub that was facing in each direction, that was guarding the tree of life. Mm -hmm. right. uh, and they're talking about the east end. So, you know, the tree of life might be down in the bottom of the Euphrates River right now with these four cherubs hanging around them. Just it's just another theory. But why would God? Well, I guess God would dispatch. Maybe time doesn't exist for these guys. It's not a long, long shift, I guess. I don't know. But they're they're standing there, um, you know, four angels that have been prepared and they're down the bottom of this river this whole time yeah hmm well it's a theory <laughs> we'll give it that yeah. um yeah i think you know i think scripture is pretty specific and it just says one angel is guarding um but you're right it is close you know it's in that same vicinity the euphrates river is is pretty big but it's still within an area Oh, that's right. It's, so it says one angel, but it had four heads and, and was facing each way or something, <laughs> right? From Genesis? Mm, I don't think with the tree of life. Let me see. We'll have to look that up now quick, Jeff. Mm -hmm. um, let's see here. Just to throw in while you're looking that up. So that river is, is near um, a northern boundary of the Roman Empire and part of the um, kingdom of Israel, the promised kingdom. So it's interesting that it's in that that area, you know, and why why would that be specifically mentioned in the word at this time, you know? So, but it but over there, it just made me think because when we get further on, I'm thinking the army is part of this hybrid of coming out of. Mm -hmm might be China or something. And so that area fits with that thought, but, but go ahead, go ahead, Jess, did you find it? Yeah. So it's in uh, Genesis three, verse 24. So it just simply says, so uh, he, the Lord drove the man out and at the East of the garden of Eden, he stationed the cherub. It does say the cherubim. Um, it doesn't say if that's plural or not. Well, cherubim is plural. When you add the I-M, that is plural. Otherwise, it would yeah, just be so cherub. He stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword, which turned every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. Mm. So it's interesting. It could be more than one. 
Mm -hmm. well, uh, cherubim is plural, but it doesn't say four specifically there. Right. Here it says specifically four. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well, it's a theory. It's yeah. plausible, Jeff. We'll, we'll give it a plausibility sticker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll listen regardless if it's the same ones it doesn't matter they released the four angels that were bound in the great river euphrates and the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and the day and the month and the year were released so that they would kill a third of mankind mm -hmm. the yeah. number of armies of the horsemen was so you read from the uh the king james uh mm -hmm. in mine it just simply translates it uh 200 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard yeah. a number of them. So 200 million is a big army, and that's going to go and wipe out one third of mankind. Again, we're into the thirds, Jesse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a huge chunk. I mean, you know, think about all these verses in each time a third, a third, a third. That's a mass amount of people all at one time. It, it could it be um, relative to the amount of demons that fell? Yeah, I believe that it is, but yeah, so do I. Yeah, it's almost like uh, well, that's the first time the third was used in the Bible, right? So usually it's def that's when God puts out the definition is the first time He uses it, and mm -hmm. I believe that's the first time is when He said the third of heaven fell, right? Yeah, right. Oh, man, uh, it's a, almost like a Trinity sticker or stamp too. I think you know, right? Like with each thing, it's like it's sealed with the Lord. You know, the Lord's number three representing the Trinity. Oh, that's that's really interesting as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God buries a lot in the numbers, like even yeah, the, the numbers of every single verse, and like you know, this is so master planned. Yeah, it, it's incredible. Um, so, so he's gonna kill a third of the earth. And this is how I saw in my vision, the horses and those who sat on them. Now this is where Jody, I think we're getting into something mechanical here. Yeah. Um, so the riders had breastplates, the color of fire and hassinth and of brimstone and on their heads of the horses are like the heads of lions and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. A third of mankind was killed by these three plagues, by the fire, the smoke, and the brimstone, which came out of their mouths. So what shoots fire, smoke, and brimstone? Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> and helicopters. You have those who can spray fire. And if he were seeing a man sitting inside of the helicopter, he wouldn't understand that it, you know, um, so that that's just my brain. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I like what Jesse said. And, you know, I'm reminded I've mentioned Trey Smith a couple times on the program, really big fan of his work. Yeah. I love um, him. Yeah. And, you know, dragons, you know, they, they're not, uh, they haven't been gone that long. Like, you know, they've maybe been gone for three or 400 years. You know, there, there's certainly tales of dragons, you know, right up into the 15, 1600s. Yeah. 
Well, it's interesting because like you see some of the old Chinese pictures of like the dragons with the serpents, tails, things like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's stories, there are survivors who, who speak of, you know, the pits that they will throw um, children into and stuff. And, um, and there are families in the bloodlines who are in charge of, we'll say, throwing food into these pits. Um, so, you know, there's theories that some of these creatures are, are being cared for and being kept for this time. Um, and, you know, the colors of those dragons go along with the colors of the bloodline heads. So, um, yeah. And so, and, and, but that's where I got the, the thought of China. Mm -hmm. you just said the dragon yeah the red dragons yeah the red dragon because that that would it would be china this great army of hybrid humans that are you know and they're they, they're doing those experiments there and and they certainly it. have 200 million people yes yeah. they do. you know yeah. like you know largest population yeah. on earth but you know what i i actually see this as being dragons uh and, and by the way, so one of the things is, uh, you know, and I really think Trey Smith proved his theory on this, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, dinosaurs was the inversion, you know, here's the new way we're going to teach it and rewrite history and fool people to keep people from believing in this stuff. Um, there were no dinosaurs as pictured. These are dragon bones. They're pulling out, reassembling. Yeah. You know, they always tell everything they do in TV, cartoon, everything. And how many movies have you seen out there where it's how to train your dragon? You know, all these kind of there's always dragons in the cartoons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, you, you never know. Like I, when Jesse was saying there may be some that are still. You know, because then you got Jurassic Park where they're actually they've kept a little bit of seed and they can recreate the whole dinosaur and, you know, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So a lot I don't just and haven't for a long time now watch TV whenever I watch it. I can't watch it anymore <laughs> or movies. I'll watch a movie with the intent of trying to figure out what the message I'm supposed to be getting is, you know. So when I see all these things, you know, that we're talking about these humans, even some of the music, um, there was a song by Justin Timberlake where they recreated him as a robot. And, um, and so that caught my eye. And so I had to watch it just to see how, you know, about the robot and it was all Chinese people. In the, and I have nothing against Chinese people. It's just the dragon that, you know, we're, I love China. I we're love ruined it. forever. We yeah. Every time we watch TV, we're looking for the comms now, right? Right, always. <laughs> I, I actually will squarely blame Good Dog for that, for me, yeah. <laughs> my personal story. You know, the, the, I used to love 007. Now I'm thinking, oh, where am I going to move my money to next or something? Yeah. You know, it's like right. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, but I do want to qualify that I'm, I'm not have nothing against Chinese people, though I'm mentioning China, I'm mentioning China because of the dragons and because of the, right. you know, and some of these things that I'm seeing on TV. Also, it, there's been a lot of um, the China and the Chinese people are are just as um, oppressed by the communist Chinese as as everyone else. So Listen, um, all people are beautiful people. We don't uh, have to be that politically correct. People don't know our hearts by now. They yeah. shouldn't be on this channel. Um, yeah. And by the way, you didn't say it right. You guys are China. 
like, like <laughs> China. <laughs> with a Y, China. Too funny. <laughs> so you know what I, I like? I like what Jesse said. You know, maybe those who repented, they just get taken out as one of the third and their suffering ends. Yeah. That's a really that's a hopeful theory, actually. Yeah, you know? that's my prayer. You know, that's yeah. my prayer for them. That would yeah. be merciful. It would be merciful. Yeah. It would be. So then it says the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues and did not repent of the works of their hands as to not worship. And by the way, so this is why God is doing all these judgments, the woe, woe, woe. So we've gone through the first two woes. Why? Because they worship demons and their idols. Remember the golden calves and stuff like that? What's the first commandment of the Bible? Right. Do not put any other gods before me. And, and silver, brass, stone, and wood, so those are idols. You can neither see nor hear or walk, nor did they repent of their murders. Mm. And think of how many abortions are happening. Yeah. That's murder. And, That's you murder. know, these ritual things, Jesse can verify, the ritual of murders for no reason yeah. at all, but, you know, to stir up a child and murder it just for its blood. And I mean, and it talks about that the murderers, uh, nor of their sorceries. So that sounds to me like, you know, witchcraft, yeah, witchcraft, yeah, and their yeah. fornication. How about the disgusting things they do, not only with each other, but with children, you know, or their it could be less than that, too. I mean, it could just be, you know, the buying, selling, distribution of pornography. Mm -hmm. You know, anything that's a sexual sin that does not glorify God falls into that. Yeah, right. It simply says sin, sexual immortality. Exactly. Yeah. And then it says, ignore their thefts. And so when we turn around and we look at what they've stolen from humanity, not just, you know, it's not, they've stolen people's lives. They've, they've uh, bartered our birth certificates. They've said, oh, his father's just the postman. So I'll only give you so much. They have stolen so much. And yet, so this sounds to me like they're talking about these demonic elites. I mean, you know, like these are the ones who are just going to say, nope, sorry, not repenting. You know, it's just horrifying. Just, you, you, yeah, it, it does seem to be was pointing to a, per, a per, certain sect because of the, uh, the, the, the grouping that they put in here. But I also want to just say, like, ignore their thefts. Like, so if you only stole a candy bar when you were a kid, and that's the only sin you ever did, but you never repented to Jesus, guess where you're going? Mm -hmm. Right? Hopefully, that's if that theft. was the only sin you ever committed, <laughs> you repented when you saw Jesus in the face of God. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, if you if you have sin, you cannot enter heaven. Mm -hmm. right. um, I sin every day. I get to go because he's covered my sins. That's right. And and by the way, that isn't an encouragement to sin. It's not. I pray I sin less every single day. Well, but, I, I pray. I say it this way. I don't actively sin. I don't choose to do the wrong thing. I have, I have the Holy Spirit in me. And as you guys do, who can tell me what's right and what's wrong. Occasionally, you know, I might say something stupid, it offends somebody. And then I've got to go through this whole thing because I, I am brass. I am forward sometimes because I don't think we have time to waste. And it's just part of the calling on my life as well. We, we can, we, 
we tend to be brass, but, and it's not meant. So sometimes, you know, you come off and, you know, you say, so these unintentional sins are how I would say we sin every day, but I don't purpose to sin against God. If I know it's going to hurt him, I can't even think the thought of hurting him makes me want to cry. Well, I'm the same way, but you know, if you just have an unclean thought, like our thoughts exactly. are very powerful, right? If we knew how powerful our thoughts would be, you'd never want to have an unclean thought again. Right. right. It's the entertaining of it because the enemy will throw a seed in there and, you know, oh, you put your eyes there, you look down, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. so, it, you know, but it's entertaining it. It's, it's, you know, I've had things where Satan has thrown a thought in my mind and I've been like, you're such a jerk, get out of here. <laughs> so, you, you know. know I can't be the only one though. Listen, sometimes you do entertain it. And sometimes like, you know, sometimes you even want to be tempted and you, you, you maybe because you want to show how strong you are to yourself or whatever, but <laughs> I, I've had that mindset before and I, you know, I might have it again. I don't know. Yeah. And, and the key is that, you know, to recognize that and to confess it, you know, but I think that's true. You know, what does scripture say, you know, that in the last days, that lawlessness, that men will love self-pleasure and money more than God. Right. And if we're all honest, you know, there are moments where that pleasure or, you know, that money or that self, you know, we do love it more than we love God. And that's what we need to confess and repent of. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're reminded of those things, you know, constantly. And, and it's because of the Holy Spirit that you, right. uh oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's right. I shouldn't be doing that. Right. Right. That's what I was, that's what I was. And fear of God. Yeah. And I love, I had a professor once who explained, you know, some people get hung up on the guilt and the shame for, you know, the thoughts for the entertaining or, or for the actual engagement in those sins. And, you know, he explained that verse, you know, in scripture that, um, you know, what condemnation versus conviction is that the Lord you know, does not condemn us unto, you know, shame, guilt, despair, bitterness, resentment. Um, you know, that comes from the enemy. The enemy condemns and leaves us in that state of, you know, constant sorrow that leads to death because, you know, we can't get out of that sorrow. Mm -hmm. But when the Holy Spirit convicts us, the sorrow that he brings us over our sin leads us to repentance and life, you know, that we, we repent, we turn away, we keep going forward and we, we live out the life that we're meant to have in Christ. Amen. And it does remind me of my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures. I have a few, but it's uh, Micah chapter seven, verse eight. And it says, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, he shall be a light unto me. And I love that scripture because we all are going to trip at some point. You know, we, we live in a fleshy body and, and we are in war with it. You know, the spirit wars against the flesh. So if we do make a mistake, we remind the enemy, don't rejoice because I'm getting up and I'm going to serve God and I'm going to remember this so I don't do it again. And I'm going to make sure that I help other people not trip on this very same thing. And you lose. <laughs> and the Lord is a light unto me. You know, Jody, so. that's why we love you. <laughs> right. You just brought such a good word. Uh, anyways, that's the chapter. Jesse, would you close us in prayer? Yeah, definitely.
Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. And Lord, I just pray for all those out there that are struggling with sin, Lord, that you would strengthen us, that you would give us the courage and the hearts to just say no more, that we would give it up, whatever the vice is, whatever the thought, whatever the entertainment, whatever the engagement, Lord, let us forsake it all so that we can sit at your feet, that we can experience the full measure of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that we can live as the new creations that you have made us to be. And I thank you, Lord, for all those out there who are struggling, Lord, with, with guilt and shame. Lord, this is not of you. And I ask today that you would free them, Lord, that that you would give them that peace that they would know that if they've confessed those sins, that they are forgiven and that they have that new life. And that as you see them, you don't look at those sins anymore. You don't look at the shame or, nor the guilt, and they don't need to bear those before you because you give us new robes that you have made and they're clean, they're pure, they're holy and we are worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you and to come before you and to come boldly to your throne of grace every day. So we thank you for that, Jesus. And I ask that you would just bring healing to those hearts today. We ask for this in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, that was a powerful prayer and really, really good. Uh, what a day we've had, Jesse. <laughs> what a day. Uh, Anyways, listen, uh, we love you. Thank you. Uh, please hit the like, subscribe, you know, uh, that the notification bell. Uh, YouTube in particular isn't doing us any favors. But uh, by the way, if you're if you're subscribed on Podbean, um, if you actually, I think you can you love the video, but you can also follow us on Podbean. And I believe then you'll get an email automatically from Podbean just saying, hey, there's a new show out. And it comes out right at that minute. So I think that's the way it works. I got to figure that out, but uh, I believe that's what happens. So listen, thanks for, uh, thanks for being on this journey with us and, you know, we'll continue on uh, next week with revelation 10 and uh, got some great shows coming up in between. So remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor and make a difference in your community by anointing it with oil and blessing it. Amen. Right on radio. Right on radio.